Hello and welcome back to Take 10 for Men, 10-minute conversations with inspiring men about how they manage their mental health and support their mates. My name is Sophia Hatzis. I am the host of the show and today we have a very special guest. His name is Soa the Hulk, a former UFC fighter and champion. He opens up about the mental health struggles he experienced in the prime of his life. Please note that this chat does get quite intense and we do touch on themes of suicide, so please look after yourself and know that help is always available. Enjoy the chat. Welcome and thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me on. If you were to rate how you are today on a scale of one to 10, so one being the lowest of the low and 10 being the highest of highs, where would you say that you sit on that scale today? I think with myself, um, we've been quite busy within the mental health space because um, it is essential uh, in a way where, you know, people are, are struggling, um, especially on mind sites and that as well. But on a level of one to 10 with myself, I'm probably sitting at about probably seven, probably seven, eight at the moment. So it's, uh, yeah. I kind of want to go back to before your career started. So um, yeah. you've been quite open about how you had quite a challenging and abusive childhood with your uncle. Can you tell me how that affected your mental health as a child and how that carried through with you as you got older? Um, you know, obviously growing up in Newcastle, New South Wales, that was hard because, um, you know, going through the stuff that I was going through, which is next kind of next level, but it's it's one of those things from my culture as um, I'm Tongan, so you can't talk about things and you kind of either got to toughen it up, toughen up. And uh, as a kid, I, I probably didn't think that I was, you know, why, you know, am I getting beaten up? It's, 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 you know, I didn't, you know, you know, everything I was doing, I either was doing wrong and I thought everything I was doing uh, eventually was doing wrong. So it was kind of, kind of treading on eggshells. From a young age, I thought to myself, geez, I just want to die, I guess, because I just wanted to kind of, you know, I didn't, I didn't want the kind of the pain. And I was going through a lot of pain because I wasn't with my parents. I was, I was living in, in Newcastle. I used to think at night time, I used to think it's one of those things as a kid, you kind of think, oh, geez, I was hungry, number one. But um, I was also thinking to myself, geez, I, I, I wanted to do something with myself. Um, and I thought to myself, when I grow up um, and I'm going to have all this money, as a, this is me thinking as a kid because I can remember it clearly, I'm going to buy you know, 10 buckets of KFC. And then, then thinking to myself, you know what, and, and I want to do something with my life. I want to be somebody. And um, I didn't know, you know, 10 to 20, 30 years down the track, I'm going, you know, going to be fighting in the UFC, doing a few movies and 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 be in the position that I am now. Um, I didn't know what I was going to do. I just wanted to kind of be out of that position and do something that's, um, you know, that that people remember me by or, or people that, uh, or just do something. And to what, you know, as life goes on and, and time goes on and I'm at this position now, I'm pretty, I've got to pat myself on the back because I have, you know, come a long way. And that's why I'm so passionate about, you know, what I do. It's not until I actually released the book called Face Your Fears. Um, that, um, and the reason why I called the book Face Your Fears is because every day I wake up and I face my fears. And whether I face my fears or, or some days it's a good day where I'm like, awesome, you know, but some days I just kind of just don't want to get out of bed. And I'm sure you can relate to that or, you know, everyone that listens to this or watch this, they can, they can relate to it that, uh, you know, some days you want to get out of bed, some days you don't. That's why I caught it, Face Your Fears. And that's well. So, um, and it's not until I released the book is is when I actually realised that um, that I actually, I know, I know what my calling is, um, is to help people, you know, promote mental health, um, talk about my story, they might be able to help somebody else. Myself talking as a as a UFC competitor, 
fighting in the UFC is one of the grueling kind of one of the biggest organizations, MMA organizations in the world um, to be stepping in there and punching on for a living. That's and yeah. uh, to be to me to be talking about that, you know, that's people it just kind of gives the people the courage to think and, and say, you know what, Sol was talking about it, I can talk about it. So thank you for sharing that. And and I do want to go to the UFC. You had all of those markers of of success. But still in that time you were experiencing depression. I, I played rugby and I played at the highest level, was contracted over in Bristol uh, to play rugby over there and um, I played high level basketball and that as well and and Fighting for me was the end, end thing because even though I was doing these other sports, I wasn't getting what I was getting out of these other sports um, because it's it just wasn't fulfilling for me. Um, then I got into the fighting and I started competing in the you know into MMA uh, arenas, um, other organisation, obviously ending, ending up with the UFC, which kind of helped me in a way. And when I talk about the UFC and how it's helped me, it saved my life. I used to hop in the octagon and I used to pace up and down. Bruce Buffer was the announcer. He goes, so, um, so were the Hulk from Perth, Western Australia. When I used to pay something down, the person I used to see across the octagon wasn't the person um, that uh, that I was fighting. It used to be the, I used to Im- Im- image the person that uh, that hurt me. Um, so it used to kind of really fire me up, and I used to go, you know, this is it just really. And I used to think to myself, what are you going to do to me that I hasn't hasn't been done to me? Like, what are you going to do to me? Bring it. Um, and that kind of helped me, even though it was a band-aid over what what I was going through um, at that at that time in my life. And and it was one of those things where it was like, yes, awesome. Like, sit backstage, people would be coming, um, people would be coming in, and they'll be like, um, everyone being a high five. Hulk, yes, we done it. Yeah, we won the fight. Let's awesome. I used to sit in the toilet and cry. Why? It's because I couldn't reach out. I couldn't say to my coach, coach, I'm struggling today. Can we have a chat? Because I was assuming that my coach would turn around and go, you know what, so I toughen up. You're one of the modern day gladiators that hop in the octagon for a living, mate. You'll be fine. That's what I was assuming. But uh, but in reality, he probably would have said, you no, know, let's sit down, let's have a chat. What's going on in your life? You know what? Let's go get your help. So in reality, that's probably what he would have said. But I was too scared to tell him something that was going on in my life that's happened when I was younger and stuff. And because those are the kind of comments that fuel that stigma. And there's a lot of stigma, uh, not only in the world, but in in things that, uh, especially in, in the fighting and just in, just in general, there's stigma around. So, um, and that's what that's what helped me. And eventually from there, um, it's, uh, you know, I kind of obviously got the courage to kind of speak out and, and, and talk, so. You know, when your career ended in the UFC, and I can imagine retirement would be quite a lonely place. And, and when you've had that, as you were saying before, you almost had that release being in the in the cage. What was retirement like for you? Like, how did you find the courage to, to get help? I, it was the suicide attempt that uh, that made me get help. That uh, I, had, I had planned suicide for a long time in my head. It was just that one day where I woke up and I thought to myself, today I'm going to suicide. And um, it was, uh, I was in tears and my oldest daughter if not for her, I would be wouldn't be here. Um, I felt as myself as a father, I, I failed him because I was always away and I couldn't show love in in a way. I couldn't say and to my daughters and uh, I would be like fist pump, high five, you know, and uh, and that's my love. It wasn't like a hug and you know I love you and this like that because I guess I didn't get shown love as as a kid, and it was really weird for me to actually hug them. So 
and that and, and then that happened the suicide attempt and um um and it's kind of woke me up and i thought well what am i doing like what the hell am i doing so and um it's something in my head clicked it's like someone just slapped me and woke me up and when and i knew i, knew I had to go and, and do something and, and and for me to be there for them i need to go and 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 seek help and talk and uh and it kind of that was a, work, uh, a wake up moment for myself to kind of reach out and and talk to somebody professional about what was going on in my life. I was still struggling, um, and I and I found and I'm always looking for something, um, something that helped me with uh, whether it's meditation, whether it's whatever it is. And I stumbled over something called the Brain Wellness Spa. And um, the Brain Wellness Spa is quite. I'm very kind of. Um, I thought I'll go and check it out and see what it is, and and I did some research on it. Um, and I spoke to a lady named Terry, and she said, "Come inside. We'll have it. Well, you know, we'll have a chat." And she said, "Look, basically, said in the way of like when you go see somebody professional, they sit down with you, they go through or something that's going on in your life at that time. So it's like 20% of your conscious. What we got, what we work on is 80% of your subconscious. It helped me kind of like I used, I'd be sitting here, and let's say we're watching TV, and all of a sudden I see something on TV, it would trigger me." Or it was something to be like, oh, God, I didn't, I'll just get stressed out or might get anxiety or depression might set. Um, but now I can actually watch something or if I do something, um, it's like disconnected. If I think of something that's happened when I was younger or something in the time of my life that's that's given me trauma, it's, it's kind of disconnected. Um, in saying that, not only that has helped me, but the physical fitness aspect. And um, I remember I was on a mind site, one, one, the, one of the guys puts his hand up and I'm talking about the physical fitness aspect. He goes, so I'm, mate, I'm uh, too old. I'm not going to go work out. You're not going to make me work out. And I said, okay, cool. Well, you know, um, everyone started laughing in the room. I thought, okay, you're going to get choked out. And I was just joking. And it's more kind of educating people. And I yeah. explained to them that, uh, you know, some things that's helped me through depression, anxiety, and going through some hard times in my life was, was the exercise. And I said, do you, what do you do on the weekends? And he goes, oh, you know, sometimes I walk my dog. And he goes, well, that's exercise. I said, do you, you know, have you ever gone and cook, kick the kick the footy, footy around with your kids? Or anything? He goes, yeah, I do. Well, you know, we go play cricket on the beach. He goes, that's exercise. So something that you know that you don't know that you're doing, but you actually are doing it, which is exercise. Exercise does help, whether you're walking, whether you're going doing something that's fun with your kids or, you know, is, is exercise. But um, and um, and coping me mechanisms as well. And I said, look, you know, so this has helped me. And, um, and and if it helped me, it can help you. But you might be different. So that you might deal with depression, anxiety differently. Where you might go have coffee with your friends, or go to have a beer with your friends and have a talk, or you know that. Uh, so you just got to find something that that works for you. I wanted to ask you if there was, if you could give one piece of advice to a young man out there who's struggling right now, what would that be? What would you tell him? Um, reach out and talk. It is hard, and I think the more you the more you talk about things and get things off your chest and tell you know um, it, the the better it is. And if there was someone out there that has someone that uh, you know and listen to them, if someone does reach out to you and listen to them because that's the most important thing. Um, but you know turn around to them and say, hey, listen, I'm here to support you, but let's get on the phone together and maybe pick up the phone and ring the support services or ring the EAP or ring Lifeline and say, hey, listen, I have a friend here that is struggling and thinking about suicide. 
can you have a chat to them and be there in support for them and don't ever let them leave them alone because uh, and say look go back to your room you know go back home you'll be all right sleep sleep it off because they're going back home and they're there if they're there alone they're just they're thinking about suicide don't ever leave anyone um by themselves but at the end of the day the most important thing is kind of reach out and talk because um, I did it, and uh, I, you know, I spent my whole lifetime kind of, you know, not not saying anything. And and people see me as, oh, the Hulk, he's the UFC fighter, but they didn't realise and know what was going on behind behind doors, on what I was thinking about, and uh, whether I was sitting in the gym or, and, and and in tears or something like that. At the end of the day, you don't know what 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 anyone is going, what everyone is going going through at that time, and. Ask someone, are you okay? That's the most important thing because there's an are you okay day every single year. But I think are you okay day should be every day where you do ask that question, are you okay? The last thing I wanted to ask you is, and it's the last question I ask everyone that I have on the um, show, is what are you most grateful for today? Can you tell me what are you most grateful for today? I am so grateful that I'm still alive and I'm still alive to help people and save people's lives. And I'm only one of many people that are out there on the front line, like yourself, that are doing these shows, that putting it out there to get people to have that conversation. And, um, and, and I'm sure you know people have watched the stuff that you're doing and you're saving people's lives, and like myself and everyone else. So I'm so glad that I'm, here talking to you um, and amongst everyone else that's going to be listening listening to and, and watching this um, that I am still alive and be great and I'm grateful for every single day so I want to say a huge thank you and I think there are so many boys and men um, out there who are going to get a lot out of this conversation so thank you so much so yes, I really appreciate it and let's stay in touch that was um, really yeah. awesome cool thank you